0: This is Con La Comadrita, and I am Liz. Before this episode starts, I really do want to apologize for any background noise that you might hear, like my dogs barking, my cats meowing, or my kids coming in and out of the room and talking. Hello, Comadritas, and welcome back to another episode of Con La Comadrita. As always, I am (laughs) Liz. And today I have a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: I am Edamar.
0: It's a thing. She's my cousin, so we just—that's how we introduce ourselves. Every time. Every time. So if you see us in the street, we're like, "Hi, I'm Liz." <laughs> She'll do the same. Um, but yeah, so I brought my cousin today. Um, she um, she filled out the form, and I was like, "Oh my god." She filled it up. So I was like, she definitely needs to be a part of my podcast. Um, um, Tell me a little bit about yourself, or tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, listeners. Um, So I'm Liz's cousin, like she mentioned. I'm her younger cousin by 17 days. So we're around the same age. We are the same age. (laughs) age. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm... Latina, Mexican, I have two kids, I have a husband as well, two boys, crazy boys, two and four, I go to school right now, full time, to get my teaching credential, I also work at an elementary school, with kindergarten kids, and I am one of f- five kids, so I got four siblings, and I love to eat Chinese food, <laughs>
0: I love to eat Chinese food, too. Yes. <laughs> and pho.
1: <laughs> I don't know about the pho.
0: I like pho. Uh, There's rather... a really good place by your house.
1: You know what? I've tried many different places in, in San Diego. When I lived in San Diego, I lived across 20 million pho places. It was like...
0: What is it that you didn't like about it? I just... I don't like soup, I guess. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You just like to eat the meat.
1: Yeah. And the noodles, like... But no watery noodles. So maybe noodles. no broth? <laughs> And yeah, no, that's why I prefer Thai Thai food. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Yeah. I see that. Well, um, you you
1: said you have two babies. I do. And their name is Jedi and Fabian. Fabian, baby Fabian. Yes, but I actually call Jedi's first name is Isaac. His middle name is Jedediah, and I love Star Wars, so that's why I call him Jedi. And but he prefers Isaac. From oh. other other people. No, from oh, okay, me. Okay. He prefers other people to call him Isaac. Mm, and little Fabian, I actually call him Nicanor, mm-hmm. which is his middle name. So I call him Bebenik or Nicanor. Mm. Because my husband's name is Fabian. So for me it's just kind of like <laughs> So you'll be like,
0: Hey Fabian. Come <laughs> here, Fabian. Let <laughs> yeah. me change your type for
1: Fabian. <laughs> yeah. And your husband's like, Okay <laughs> <laughs> And how long have you been married for now? Oh my goodness, it's gonna be six years in January. <clears throat> I, I'm like six wow. Six years? It feels longer but six years is I mean, so short you know. No
0: no it's not. I feel like you just got married like four years ago. That's what it feels like and I remember too so you got married on Andy's birthday which is my husband.
1: Yeah I wanted to ruin his day. <laughs> you did because I
0: think about you when on his birthday.
1: <laughs> yes that was my whole purpose. <laughs>
0: Oh, so six years, and you have a four-year-old and a Mm two-year-old. Oh, my God. And then how did you meet your husband?
1: So we met at church. We were both part of the campus ministry, like the ministry for college students. Mm -hmm. But he was at the Fullerton College Ministry, and I was at the Cal State Fullerton Ministry. And um, we would do events together for our church on Friday nights, or we would have retreats for the winter and i met he was actually like one of my first dates i went with the we have like little encouragement times where we go on dates with people in the church and he was my very first one um but after that we didn't talk for like months until like one of our big (laughs) retreats (laughs) and uh yeah but we met at church and so from there it was history
0: history oh mm-hmm. my gosh and then you guys got married how how long were you guys together for
1: we were together for three years and it was our first kiss at the, first kiss at the altar yeah oh my gosh how did that feel honestly for me i growing up i always knew like it it was hard i would say for his part for me it was cool because i always grew up wanting to wait till marriage yeah You know, and eventually I felt like, oh, it's never going to happen. Like, before I went to church, I'm like, every guy just, you know, wanted or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when I met him, he was respectful and everything. And we made that pact to wait till marriage. And I know for him, he shared, like, it was hard a couple of times. But we always tried to be around other people so we wouldn't fall into that, like, temptation. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we made it. So Mm -hmm. it's been special since then. Oh,
0: my gosh. (laughs) Was it hard? Was it Hard for you, like, not being able to kiss him?
1: Honestly, um, it wasn't. I don't know. I just, I never really struggled or had a hard time with it. I think it may for me, it was more like a relief because I felt like I didn't have to prove anything physically. So it was more of, like, getting to know each other, really, and being friends. And then
0: you being very religious, that also helped you, too, be having that that faith with God, like, Mm -hmm. and... Him yeah. helping you resist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> More like me helping him to resist. I'm like, not today, Satan. He'd be like, man. <laughs> That's
0: funny. Yeah. And then I did I did see you guys go out, went on a lot of dates with other couples, right?
1: Yeah. So going on dates with other couples helped us to um, to make sure nothing was there. Because a lot of people in our church have the same... Um, believes of just waiting until marriage. Mm-hmm. So being around other people helped us to be like, okay, like, you know, we have to hold each other accountable. And this is what, this is our boundaries, we would say. And they would also, you know, same thing. Okay, cool. So we always tried our best not to be alone. There were times we were alone, but I think my strong faith of like, like I want to wait till marriage. Like I had that, that strong helped. desire helped a lot for me and for him. Because for him, like, for, it was my first time ever with him. And mm-hmm. with him, he's already had partners before me. Yeah. So it was harder for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, they say for men, it's also harder than for women. But, that, that's true. Yeah. I've heard that. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I've I mean I've heard that and I've know, I know that. <laughs> 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 it's so, f- not fun. well, it is kind of funny because, so when we were in high school, we were crazy. Like, we, we did a lot of, not a lot of stuff, but I mean, we were just like, we would think of like, To do like pierce our ears and you know like drink and all this stuff and then all of a sudden you were religious and like for me it was not like a drastic change but I'm like oh you know like I would want to ask like let's go drink and I'm like no she she doesn't do that anymore you know like (laughs) and not as much as that that she used to at least Mm -hmm. you know and so I'm like like, for me I was like okay I have to like drink but not as much. You kind of you kind of helped me like not drink too much and then now I I went back to my ways.
1: You're still crazy. <laughs> I know people who know me. It's it's well people who don't know me when I tell them like oh yeah I actually used to be a pothead you know and or I used to go out clubbing all the time. with My cousins are so like what you're what I can't picture you and I'm yeah. like yeah but I just I don't know it's I guess I just obviously with God, you know, I've found yeah. different ways to find that. And, like,
0: I honestly, that inspires me so much, like, seeing how you change and how, like, like, before we would be boy crazy and, like, be like, I want a boyfriend and this, this, and that. And then, like,
1: it making just up mi- songs for guys. Yes, I
0: remember that. Like, we would even make songs up. I mean, I'm not going to sing it right now. No,
1: but. let's not bring that up. <laughs>
0: But we were, like, always, like, I want a boyfriend, and, like, it would just not happen. And then, <laughs> like, you leaning towards God and your religion, like, that's the way, the path and the way that you found, like,
1: your husband now, yeah. and now
0: you have kids, and you have a family, and it's, like, you got everything you wanted, honestly. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. I it's... was, like,
0: wow, like, that's very inspiring to be, like, mm-hmm. I want to be like her. I want to <laughs> be like my little cousin. No. I want to be like you. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so moving on from your boyfriend and husband now, from your kids, um, so you said you had your five siblings? No.
1: Yeah, there's five of us. There's
0: five of you. Mm -hmm. So there's four
1: siblings. I have three brothers and one sister. So it's, uh, my older brother. Oh my gosh, he's such a butt. He was my best friend growing up, but now he's just a butt. That I was. I still love him. <laughs> um, it's not like I live with him or anything. Oh, then... you don't? <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. I thought I saw you the other day. No. <laughs> um, I mean, with this renting crisis, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. That's cool. um, and then it's my sis- it's myself and then my sister. She's a year younger than me, but everyone thinks she's older than me. I mean, if you hear Liz's stories, you understand yeah. the younger sister is the crazier one. Yeah, they are. Because
0: they, they, people think I'm the older one, too, from my sister. Uh-huh. we're four years apart. So it's a big difference and they still think I'm older. And I'm like,
1: really? Dang, I forget that Steph's older than us, like that much. Four years. Almost yeah. five. Um, and then there was, my parents had a gap, like seven, no, nine, ten years. And then same like you. And they had two other boys after that. So. Wow. Wait. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So what? Wait, what's your name again?
1: Hi guys. This is Edamar. <laughs>
0: no, I just want. <laughs> okay, her name is Edamar. So I just want you to tell us the story of how you got your name, because Edamar is not a very common name.
1: Yeah. Um. So my mom's name is Edith, and they pulled the E D I from there, and they put it with my grandma's name Maria, the M A R, to make Edamar. So Eddie, Mar. Eddie Mar in Spanish. Oh, I'm yeah. saying it in English. <laughs> it's Eddie Mar in it's English Eddie too. Mar? <laughs> Eddie Mar. Eddie Mar. I have actually told professors in my school that my name's Eddie Mar, and they'll, oh, really? they'll say it, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, and so. then you're not the only one.
1: No, yeah, my parents like to. They're well. I thought they like to mix names together. So my older brother's Jose,
0: <laughs> and it's
1: me Eddie Mar, and then it's Erica. <laughs> and they're like okay let's mix names again they pulled Jose and Icanor and they made Honik so my brother's Honik and then they wanted a name they didn't want to mix names anymore but they wanted a unique name and they called my youngest brother Augusto from my grandma's name Agustina Uh, Mm -hmm. oh you know I
0: always thought it was because he was born in August (laughs)
1: He was born in August. I know but that's <laughs> why I
0: was like, "Oh, his name's Augusto because it's August." No,
1: it's because my mom *tava* Augusto all her pregnancy. She pregnancies. was Augusto.
0: Augusto. bien Augusto. era ya su último.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he lived his life Augusto right. the whole time. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Oh my God! Okay, so wow, you were the second oldest mm-hmm. from all those, and how was that like? Um. Well, I mean, it was a big gap from the last two, but, you know, mm-hmm. you had your little sister too. Yeah.
1: So I considered myself the middle child for the first part of my life.
0: <laughs> first 10 years.
1: <laughs> the first 10 years of my life. So one third of it. Um, but it was, we had to, actually, my older brother and I actually had to take care of the younger ones right. when they were born. We were kind of like, my parents went into this new business and they were busy, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear about many immigrant families trying to make it for their kids. So we ended up being the baby, the caretakers of our youngest siblings. Uh, It was hard because, you know, we were still young. We wanted to do our own thing. We wanted to, you know, just be kids. Mm -hmm. And we weren't able to do that. So I guess there was like this responsibility on my shoulders for them. And Actually your mom was the one who, who was there for me a lot growing up. And I I always remember her telling me, even into my college years, like they're not your kids. Like you gotta take that burden off of she your shoulders. Said that to you? Yeah. Wow. She would always that's tell me advice. that. And it was very, very hard to do that for because that's how I grew up, you mm-hmm. know, being the caretaker for them. And eventually I was able to do that, but it came with a lot of resentment towards my parents, you know, being one yeah. of the oldest kids. Um I know my brother still has a lot on there, but I know for me, I was, through church, I was able to release release a lot of that resentment I had towards them, the bitterness, the anger, um, unforgivingness for losing my childhood, you know, because there was actually even more, um, not just the caretaking thing, but just other things that I think a lot of immigrant parents deal with, like anger or disciplining, even just cultural... Uh, I would say like not curses but like trauma cycles you know so I think it was hard to be one of the people to have to break those it's awesome now because my parents my parents have changed from that and I think having the two younger ones have helped them to change I sometimes they're a little too passive but I'd rather my keep my, my siblings not go through what I went through and so, it's
0: what how I see it too is like your parents Because my mom says this to me a lot. She's like, I learned from you, I learned from Stephanie, Mm -hmm. and then now I know what I'm not going to do with these. And it's like, you have to go through more than Honi and Mm Agu, you and your older brother. I mean, I'm I'm sure Erica went through some stuff too on her own, but for you, like... um, you went through all this for your little siblings to not go through it, pretty much, so yeah. they wouldn't under like, in a way, understand what you went through, like, mm-hmm. and they would never really understand. Yeah. they never had would never have to take care of a child. Mm-mm. And yeah. that's like, that's. I mean, we else.
1: make jokes from it, and they're like, "Oh, okay, huh?" <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, you don't get it." <laughs> <laughs> You're like I changed your diaper. Mm." (laughs) They're like you just farted in my face, and I'm like, that's what you get for having to take care of you. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh! Sadly, true story. You're funny. Wow, that is that's. I mean, us like not. I mean, I don't. I feel like I took some of it on, but mostly the older. I feel like my sister took a lot on. I'm sure you took a lot on because you were the oldest, mm-hmm. the uh, older girl, like the mm-hmm. the daughter, the oldest yeah. daughter. And so I feel like they, you guys took a lot of responsibility in that too. Like mother, you were like the second mom. You mm-hmm. were had to be the second parent or something, and you you had your brother too, and I'm sure he was always like, eh.
1: Yeah. i mean i don't know
0: because i know he's like that now he's like i don't care but yeah. I, mean.
1: I actually think he took on a lot more than we yeah. did being the oldest but he doesn't talk about it you know i mm-hmm. think he um luckily uh i got i had you a lot in my life thank god and i feel like that was the saving grace for me and your mom too mm-hmm. so i was able to release a lot with you guys whereas my brother being a man and you know in our culture i think too is like we don't share emotions as men and so i think he just never had anyone to really having to be the caretaker of us who is he going to share with Mm because he's taking care of us and then not having those people who are supposed to take care of him who is he going to go to and he didn't have friends to connect with him in that same way he had friends but i think what he needed what wasn't there so he never Mm -hmm. there's still a lot i think there. Or maybe not, I might be wrong, but he just doesn't share.
0: It doesn't share <laughs> Yeah, because well, he's a man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you heard me, Pepe.
0: You heard her. You're the man. <laughs> we remember you. Yes. <laughs> little Pepe.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: so moving on to your siblings, siblings, talk to me a little bit more about your mom and your dad. Yeah. If you feel comfortable with that
1: yeah um so my mom and dad we actually like I mentioned earlier you know they they would work Mm -hmm. I I think in my youngest years like I do remember us being together like doing things together like I remember we would go get ice cream at an ice cream shop I remember going to a hometown buffet like I have some memories like that like I absolutely love it um but then I when they started their business, this business, this self-employed business, when we were, when I was 10, I feel like that's when things changed. I, they would leave us alone a lot. Mm Um, and we went through a lot and I think too, like having to be caretakers, like I mentioned that created a lot of resentment towards them. And there were times where I would bring it up to them, like how I would feel, but my dad, he never really like, men I I shared they don't really share emotions I think he would be more in the quiet and let my mom be the one who spoke I felt like in her not knowing how to parent not knowing how to do this she would take things around and bring it back to us you know and I would feel that anger like no like you need to be the mother and I and I learned to put it in because I didn't want to see my mom crying or Mm -hmm. feeling like I didn't support her so i put in a lot and so growing up i felt like i didn't have a relation i didn't have a mom relationship where i could go to her and talk to her about things i felt like i couldn't go to my dad because he was just always quiet like we didn't have them as parents as that person to take care of us and so i think too with my dad I don't think he ever really learned how to be a dad because he didn't really have a good dad figure in his life. I don't, he did leave his dad when, when he was like, I think 18 or 19 years old, he came to the United States, but he was young, you know, he didn't really know how to be a dad. And so I think that immaturity, he's hurt us through, through growing and things. And like you said, like they learned through us and he's hurt me with words and, and just things like that. And I felt a lot towards them. But through the years, they have changed me going to church, wow. I've been able to be real with them and share with them like my feelings and work through things. So eventually they be my dad became my best friend, actually um, what's it called? My mom, I would talk to her. She would help take care of me, especially when I got married. Like they were excited for me, you know, like doing these things that they help for their kids, get married, have kids. Um, they would be there a lot for me. My, when I moved to San Diego, my dad would just be like, I'm going to go visit my daughter cause my grandchild's there. So he'd pick <laughs> up and just go. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, okay. I'm at the store. You can meet me here. <laughs> so it was so nice. Um, but I think recently right now, it's been hard because i lost my dad two years ago um i think that was the hardest because like i mentioned like i just started having a relationship with him a friendship with him Mm -hmm. and he became my best friend like he would pick me up from work i would tell him the craziness i'd have um and he just listened to me like whether it was marriage or whether it was um just, like, life, you know, he'd listen to me, and, and that's just what I wanted, I just wanted someone to listen to me, I didn't want anyone to fix it or mm-hmm. anything, he would just sit there eating his pepitas, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and it's hard to do that with my mom, like, she's the person who wants to give you a pep talk, and make uh, it, like, fix it, and, like, I don't know, and I, I don't need that, and it's hard to tell her that, because she take she thinks things personal, mm-hmm. and... I feel like in her own grief, I don't want to put her down, you know, but I do tell her now more things, um, but I know where's the limit, like, where I don't want to hear things, I just keep it to myself with her, so um, I know that I might be going through my own grief with my dad, but she has her own grief, so I've just learned to be the daughter she needs me to be, and thank God I have kids for her to be able to go through it, because I think that's what keeps her kind of, like, motivated. Helps her. Yeah, but right now I'm learning to be a friend with my mom, like, have that friendship, which we never had, because um, I know that's, if anything, that's what my dad would have wanted, so, yeah,
0: but. And then I do remember you saying something about your dad before he passed away, like, not, something that he said to you about getting a house, and <laughs> then about your mom's license, and then about mm. how you guys took pictures.
1: Oh yeah. It was so crazy how things happened. So, um, my dad died in January, 2020 for due to COVID, but it was crazy how God just planned a lot of things. So my mom, she never had her license. She never drove. Like she just didn't. So she didn't see no need to get a license. But my dad kept like telling her like, woman, you need to get your license. Like, let's go. And he made her go get her driver's license. So she had her driver license and then we never took professional pictures it was always like hey like who can afford that (laughs) (laughs) other people do that i just use my phone real quick make it seem nice um but i had a friend who who took photography and i'm like hey let me try this out you know And so we took pictures and I decided it to be my mom and dad first. Like those are the first professional pictures we've ever taken in our life. That was like in November 2019. And then another thing that happened is that, um, sorry, I'm trying to think. Oh, another thing that happened is that, so my siblings and I, we always wore glasses, Growing up. Mm-hmm. But my dad's like, no, like, I'll take care of your, your, your laser. So you guys don't have to. So he had all of us get our eyes done. He took, he paid for, for our eye surgeries and he did mine in November, 2019. So there's a bunch of things like that, that kind of like, if God was aligning to get us ready for my dad's death, like, it's crazy to really think about that. Cause it's like my, once my dad died, my mom had to drive yeah. and it's like, she has her license now so she could do that. Uh, We all had our eye surgery, like something we always wanted to do and we never did. So it's like kind of like a dream come true. And then having these professional pictures of my dad, it's like, whoa, like who would have thought like that these would come in handy, I I guess, but have these nice memories. have a good
0: memory of him.
1: Yeah. So just little things like that. I know there was other things that we would talk about amongst ourselves, but I don't remember them Mm -hmm. already. yeah, no, it's just... I just,
0: like, when you told me about all of that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. that's like, I know your dad wasn't like, I'm gonna die or anything, yeah. but he kind of, like, prepared you guys, he prepared himself, he knew, and I feel like, in a way, like, even though he probably didn't say or. But he felt at peace knowing that you guys were gonna be okay. Mm, yeah. Like knowing that your mom was taken care of in in that way, and that he mm-hmm. gave you guys, like you said, your dream come true by giving you a better vision. Yeah. Those pictures, like oh um, every freaking picture that I see of my uncle, he's smiling. All yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. And all of them, and then <laughs> with the kids too. Like how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I remember one of the biggest thing was that I moved back from San Diego that year like mm. um oh, yeah, that's true. like half a year before he died like and I was planning to make my life over there so it was kind of like well like imagine if I wasn't here if I was still over there I think that would have been really hard there's a reason why you moved back everything here yeah I, yeah God has a reason God, for everything yeah <laughs> so. oh my
0: gosh and I feel like I know it's obviously painful for you it's painful for the family mm-hmm. but do you feel like you being in the in the the, the in your religion, is that how you would say it?
1: Yeah, like it helped.
0: Did it help you? Because I know a lot of people grieve and they continue to grieve. And do, mm-hmm. I, how did you do? You think it helped you?
1: I think in the moment it did. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 honestly I did beg to God to make my dad stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I asked God to let my dad come home, and uh, you got to be more specific with God. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, my dad, he had COVID and, you know, they weren't letting people go home. They weren't even letting people see their, their loved ones when they passed. But they, the insurance company called us and they're like, hey, we could put your dad in hospice and he can go home. So he has his living last minute time there. Mm-hmm. So my dad did come home, but he passed away at home. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you got to be specific with God people. <laughs> um, but it did help me stay strong, you know, afterwards, like... You know, just being like, I know God, holding on to him. Like, there's a reason behind, I hate saying it, like, my dad's death. But if it wasn't for my dad, like, passing away, I think I would have never gone back to school. I wouldn't have gotten closer to my sister. I think my sister and I have an amazing relationship right now, which we didn't have growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's other things that happened within the family that helped to that that helped to spur on. Um, There's a lot of things that I think that my grandma, yes, my dad's mom, like before I wouldn't, you know, really interact with her. I mean, I did, but I feel like now my grandma has changed too. You know, she's nicer. She's not like she used to be bitter and stuff, but now she's nice. You know, she's making the most of everything. And so, um, yeah, God definitely helped me see it through. Um, he kept me strong through it because I had this kind of hope that like, okay, eventually I'll get to see my dad again, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's what helped yeah. me through it. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: I'm
1: yeah. glad. You seem
0: Thanks. very, very happy. I know. You've <laughs> gone through so much. But like, And our way of, like, dealing with trauma sometimes is making fun or laughing. Because I remember that day, too. We were in the living room after your dad had passed. And Mm -hmm. we were crying. We were all crying. Yeah. But at the same time, we were making jokes. Like, saying something would fall. And we would be like, that's my uncle. Or you'd be like, that's my dad, you know, Mm. giving us a sign. And we would laugh. But at the same time, like, we were grieving him, you know. Like, and I think that's our way of, like say. Well, oh, grieving. Grieve. Yeah. Ungrieve. <laughs> Grief. grieving is a way of grieving.
1: Yeah. Some everything everyone has a different way to grieve. Yeah. Some people crack jokes, some people just stay quiet, some people are just Yeah. yeah. Jinx. <laughs> you owe me a soda?
0: You can have some of this. Now. Oh, thank you. It's beer. I'm just Oh, gonna... <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. I'm just, I like, I'm so glad that I, am so sorry guys. My pets have been very noisy today. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to have you on. Like you mm-hmm. have a lot going on in your life, and I know mm-hmm. I just got a little snippet of it, but mm-hmm. I know there's more, so I know you'll come back again to me. Um, but $20. We, I
1: know <laughs> $20 charge. It's fine.
0: I'll <laughs> buy you coffee or something. I
1: don't, okay. I'll bring up
0: next time I'll have a meal here for you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, But I, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone that just lost a parent, mm. or going through, like, school
1: yeah. right now, and picking Mm -hmm. up you know like I think with grief taking your time you know not allowing people to tell you how to grieve it's your grief and it's okay to be mad it's okay to be angry at God it's okay to be angry at the world but you have to allow yourself to feel you know it's okay if you cry every day I think allowing yourself to feel so that you don't bottle it up um, if you want to feel alone, go to your room and cry it out you know if you don't if you don't want people and speak up for yourself. like if someone tells you you don't need to cry anymore, who are they to tell you that? Mm-hmm. you know um, because everyone grieves differently and grief never ends. you know, you may be crying to the day it happens, but maybe two years after it happens, you're still gonna ball your eyes out, you know because um, like I've read like, you're grieving not only the person you lost but you're grieving the memories you could have made with them so allowing yourself to feel and it's okay to be where you're at I think is the biggest advice I give people um for grief and I think with people who want to go back to school it doesn't matter how old you are go for it (laughs) um go for it it's your dream it might take one class a semester whatever it is but go for it because it's it's your life you don't want to regret not doing anything and it's gonna be hard but I think having that like not being prideful and being like okay how can I get help where can I get help you know using all your resources so definitely and if school's not for you school's not for you don't force yourself to do something that's not for you I think that's the biggest thing so yeah Aww.
0: Well, thank you so much, Mad, for being Eddie. Mar.
1: <laughs> she for- calls me Mad.
0: Mar. Call Mar- Mar Mar.
1: <laughs> Only her people.
0: <laughs> Only me. Thank you so much for being here on my podcast and sharing mm-hmm. your little life. No, I'm just kidding. Not little life. It's I, tiny. It's a mess No, I can't even talk because I'm trying to say a little bit of your life, but I'm saying little life. <laughs> my words just don't come out the right way. Um, But thank you so much for sharing, and I'm so glad you were able to do this with me. Yes,
1: thanks for having me here. Thank you guys for listening to my craziness. (laughs) Or not craziness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, comadritas, thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm Liz, and this was Edamon. Bye. Bye. Comadritas, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please don't forget to like, rate, review, and share my podcast, Con La Comadrita. Bye.